Hello, and welcome to Friends for Life, a podcast of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod's Life Ministry. We're sharing the stories and insights of real people living out God's love for the people He's created. We hope you'll stick around and be our friends for life. Thanks so much for joining us for episode 22. I'm your host, Steph Nugebauer, and today we get to listen to and learn from a good friend and a friend for life, Pastor Todd Leifer. But if it's okay with you, I'll just be calling you Todd. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Okay. <laughs> Good Works to be well. <laughs> yeah. So just a little background. Uh, before I let you introduce yourself, if I may, for our listeners, uh, Todd and his wife, Kelly, are very dear to us. And, and by us, I mean me and my husband, Kirk. Todd was, at the time, a supervising fieldwork pastor while we were in seminary. And then Kirk was a vicar under Todd. Good times. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Very good times. We have some back and forth text messages of pictures from that day, which has been really fun to revisit. Somehow God would have it that um, we became friends. And in large part, uh, I think, Todd, it was because you and Kelly took us under your wings and um, you invited us into your home. You were very warm, very hospitable and encouraging to us during a very early part of our ministry. And truly, you and Kelly have set an example for us that has opened our eyes to a whole new level of hospitality uh, and caring for other people. So I just want our listeners to know that the Leafers are the real deal. They, They live out what they believe, and it is an honor to get to share you, Todd, with our listeners today. Wow. Wow, Steph. Uh, thank you. I, you did not prep me for this part. This is <laughs> so kind of you guys. We, we loved those years that we got to spend together in ministry, you know, in person. But wow, yeah, those are, those are great years for us as well to get to know you both and getting to serve Jesus with you. And I have to say, Steph and Kirk are the fantastic godparents for uh, one of our kiddos, Grant. <laughs> I know they pray for all of our kids and they support our whole family, but wow, for Grant, uh, we just love all the all that you pour into him and how you uh, keep praying for him and showing him Jesus, even remotely, you know, from from a distance away. So we're grateful for y'all. It's so sweet. I just, you know, I just give him gifts to get the videos, you know, his little thank you videos are worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. But really, um, when I think back of those early years. I mean, Todd and Kelly, when we went to visit your home, I mean, it seemed like you always had some kind of special meal plan for us, some kind of like homemade pizzas and everything set out perfectly and in a in a drink to match. And even one time you and Kelly planned this really nice date night for us where it was like a little <laughs> scavenger hunt in the winter. And you had a stop at like multiple stops and and paid for our meal and then our dessert and like tableside s'mores. I mean, this this is like a generous hospitality that we had not um, received before. And and so, yeah, I can't I I cannot talk highly enough about the leafers and how you are as as a couple and then as parents, too. Thank you. So thank you, Todd. Yeah, yeah. So now wow. can you introduce yourself to our listeners? What do you want them to know that that I have not covered about you and your family? <laughs> sure, absolutely. So um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I've been in ministry for 10 years now, over 10 years. Right now we're at Hales Corners Lutheran in Hales Corners, Wisconsin. So in the Milwaukee area, uh, but just really kind of got started here. 
We're about six months in to this call. Uh, before here, we were in Austin, Texas, serving uh, ministry down there. And then before that, we were in, in Wentzville, uh, Missouri at Emanuel, the same church where Kirk Field worked at and vickered at and, and got to uh, serve alongside Stephanie there too. So yeah, yeah. So that's, that's us. So yeah, my wife, Kelly, we have three kids, Jack, Lucy, and Grant. This this time of the year, they uh, our kids all leveled up in ages. So we just we just hit seven, nine, and eleven wow. for those three. So yeah, yeah, it's and it's 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 wild. It's it, but it's a great it's a great ride. We love seeing them grow and and seeing just the the new stages that every year brings and the questions they're asking, the things that they're doing. It just gets more and more fun to be a parent. It, I really mean that. Like it's just it, it's just great getting to grow alongside your kids. And seeing just how they, how they just keep learning more about, about Jesus and keep more, learning more about themselves. And, and uh, yeah, it's a beautiful process. Hmm. And you, you two, I think, enjoy parenting and love your kids in a way that I, I really admire. And your wife, Kelly, is so talented, too, in her own right. I mean, as a as a teacher and then just as a creative person, you guys always have stuff going on for your kids and adventures you guys plan. And I often find myself like seeing your pictures and want to be part of your family because it's <laughs> so awesome what your kids get to experience all the time just living in your home. You The new Jubbowers are welcome anytime to dump right in. <laughs> Believe your family. Oh, we'll just send some kids up. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly's <laughs> yeah, just uh, she's the, the like the child whisperer like she just gets kids always has I mean from infant all the way up to now like she just understands you know who they are what they need and how to help them grow in a positive way uh, so I I'm grateful for her and how I've, I've leaned on her and learned so much about parenting from her mm-hmm. uh just a great gift of God Kelly is to, yeah. our, to our family yeah yeah so in a nutshell you guys are are awesome but what about special hobbies, Todd? Do you have any special hobbies? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I try to I I try to try new things. That's one of my my biggest hobby probably. Kelly and I, we love just exploring whatever area we're in. We try to make the most out of every everything that that's offered around us. So we love trying new restaurants. We love trying just all the, the, the natural things that that are around us in whatever area we're in. Like when we were in Texas, we would always be like hiking or trying to find a new trail or trying to find all the murals in town or just just enjoying uh just the uniqueness of every area that that we're in so yeah so those that's that's our probably our biggest hobby we love trying uh, new adventures we love exploring and and just kind of embracing whatever community we find ourselves in yeah, I can attest to that. What I thought you were going to say is a, a hobby, but honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it probably goes beyond a hobby for you. Just in general, exercise, health, and yeah. fitness, which is is really why I have you on today, um, because we're going to be talking about you and me, health, fitness, and overall care for our bodies through a, a Christian worldview, through the lens of, of really the gospel. And Todd, I feel like this episode is is rightly timed for two different reasons. For one, I recently had a really in-depth conversation, episode 19, with Dr. John Kleinig, 
we did a a big deep dive into the theology of the body. And so the conversation you and I are going to have today is really on a very practical level of now that we understand and know that Christians embrace the body as a gift from God, that the Creator made us and then remade us in our baptism. So now the question is, how do we steward our bodies toward good health and ongoing care? And then how does this affect our neighbor. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. And then and then two, it's amply time because we're recording this and then airing this um in February, which <laughs> at least in my own personal experience is a time where maybe one's devotion to exercise and <laughs> and good diet that started at as a new year's resolution dwindles. Um yep. You know, not that this happens to me every year or anything, but, you know, a rumor has it that it does happen to people. So to some people, it might. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, I feel like maybe a lot of people are hitting this episode at a time when they're struggling to move beyond what they turn into a resolution, moving it into a new territory of what is a habit for them. Yeah. And a lifelong habit. So thanks, Todd, for, for being willing uh, to join me. And I guess without further ado, let's just dive in because we have a lot to cover. You and I were feeling back and forth quite a bit. And you had said that you could essentially talk about this for hours. And I know you can't because <laughs> you're really passionate about this topic. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll keep it shorter than hours. But people will listen to it for hours, but we could talk <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> now nah, you're interesting enough. I think people could. <laughs> Uh, for as long as I've known you, though, Todd, you and your wife, Kelly, you've been very active and interested in, in physical fitness and then also nutrition. And, and if I can go so far as to say that it's not just a hobby for you, but it's more of a lifestyle for you guys. So I'm curious, what has sparked that interest in, in you guys at, at first, both in exercise and just in healthy living? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mentioned before, you know, one of my hobbies is just trying new things and, and being adventurous. And, and for, for us, that has really um, been kind of, kind of the spirit of, of how we got started in our, in our fitness journey. Because what would happen is we would be finding ourselves in different communities that offered different things. And we just wanted to try them. I hope you wanted to jump in and see, you know, what, what uh, kind of hikes were available, what, what CrossFit is all about, or what that community soccer league is up to. I'm not particularly great or even good at some of those things, but it just a sense of just wanting to to have the experience, I think is, is just what's kind of in me and it's in Kelly as well. We just love, we love having new experiences and seeing what's out there. And along the way, we've, we've found things that we really enjoy and really kind of speaks to, to who we are and, and helps us stay active, even in the midst of winter, even in February. It helps us just, uh, yeah, just just uh, keep after those goals that we have for for ourselves to be active, be be as fit as as we can. I mean, within within reason. Um, but yeah, yeah, that adventurous spirit's definitely there. But I I would say probably for me too. I mean, kind of going hand in hand. I think it's because you asked about how this you know started for me. I know like w- way back, like way back in like middle school. I remember. I remember talking with my doctor because he, we were, I was just going to the doctor just for like, you know, the annual just checkup and seeing how things were going. And I remember way back then 
him talking to me, looking at my numbers, talking about high blood pressure and how like my numbers were like, you know, just creeping up enough that he was kind of telling me this is something that I'm going to have to look out for and, and watch out for during my life. And I mean, as a, you know, seventh grader, I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know, but, it, and it didn't like, you know, radically change my life like that day. But as I got older and I started to like read more things about, you know, healthy living and how, you know, exercise, how nutrition can all really affect your blood pressure and among other things too, it always piqued my interest enough to say, you know, I think, you know, exactly what, what that even, I think exercise is not just like a fun thing. I think, I mean, in those years, you know, there's sports that you're doing and, 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 and you look at more of like recreation. But I was starting to see, you know, the lifelong benefits to to healthy living, to watching what you eat, watching how you're being active. And that's really kind of what stuck in me, not just the adventure side. That's just kind of like the, the, the fun part of it. But that long term benefit of being able to say, hey, like if you make some choices now to be consistent in those things now. Look at what that can do for your life later on. That, that really is something that spoke to me even from an early age. Yeah. And just as an aside, because I'm thinking about um, some people that I know who, especially on social media, are very active about posting about their workouts or their mm-hmm. healthy meals or whatever. And for, for listeners who are trying to paint a picture of who, who Todd is... That's not something that that comes across on social media, which honestly, I just me personally, I appreciate. So, Todd, you're you're a person who this is just part of your life. So it's not something you you uh, scream or plaster on on social media. But anyone who knows you guys knows that this is a part of your life. And I mean, you do healthy meals for your children and teach them to eat a well-balanced meal. I know that because I've been in your home eating with your kids and knowing what they've they've been exposed to. So yeah. I guess I really appreciate your, maybe your, your subtle <laughs> tea <laughs> in that, but also the fact that I know you well enough to know that this is really a part of your life. And yeah. now that you're saying that, I mean, it totally makes sense. You and Kelly are incredibly adventurous wherever you are. And so that interest along with, you know, this kind of early discovery that you've had as a middle schooler with the importance of keeping your your body in good health. That that makes sense. And that, yeah, that's something I didn't know about you. So yeah. that's good yeah. cool to know. Well, for sure. You know, you mentioned the the social media thing. You know, I I when it comes to health and, and fitness, you know, I I recognize that, that these sorts of things, I mean, th- I mean, when you talk about food and nutrition and exercise habits, like this stuff gets kind of like deeply personal to, to people, you know, and we don't, we don't talk about that. I don't think a lot, but that's maybe why one reason I don't plaster things everywhere because it can feel a lot of judgment, you know, if, once you start to read things and seeing what other people are doing. And I'm not knocking people who do that. I'm just saying I know how that can feel sometimes that you know, we're not 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 good enough, not 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 eating healthy enough because it is kind of a an endless pursuit, you know, of how can yes. you eat healthy enough, be fit enough, and that's not my purpose, and that's not why I do what I do. 
it's just more, it's again, it's a personal, personal lifestyle, personal choices, but I'm not, I'm far from perfect at it. And I just, and I, I hope, and I really appreciate that your, your comments there. I just hope to maybe encourage other people to, to think about what they're doing and their choices they're making with no judgment to them, but just say, Hey, have you thought about this? I love hearing ideas from other people too, because that's honestly how I got to where I am now. Uh, I just listen and I, I hear what people are doing and some things don't work for me and some things do. And that's kind of, again, part of the, part of the process, but it's part of the, the fun of this too. Yeah. Well, and actually, you know, I come in with this, <laughs> this general interest and in, in question myself because I find myself as someone who was very active before kids and in dating and, and Kirk and my's um, early part of our marriage before we had kids, it was much easier to maintain an exercise routine and healthy habits and healthy living. I mean, our grocery <laughs> bill was much less expensive before kids. So it was easier to to choose all the healthy things and then to also take time to prepare the healthy things. And now yeah. I find myself in a season where I personally struggle with it because I know um, I know it's important and we'll get into this why it's important. And it's really less about um, self and, and more about care for our bodies as stewardship and then also how we can maintain good health to serve neighbor. But yes, I do, for anyone who, who's listening who can identify with that struggle, I mean, we have two children and another on the way. We're very, it's just, it's just hard to make dinner. It's hard to make a yeah. healthy dinner when uh, my, you know, husband's coming home and we've got kids pulling on us and it's just like, let's prepare something that's easy. Let's skip that workout today because, well, I'm tired. <laughs> right. You know, I mean. And it's, I, I feel that struggle too. I mean, I mean, our kids are not huge fans of, you know, their veggies sometimes or their, their chicken sometimes. Like they'd much rather have the, the donuts and Doritos and, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes it's like, yeah, you know what? Just take, take the easy way because yeah. it's just, we don't have it in us today. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, but the struggle's real there for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's grace in that too, as, as you and I both <laughs> know. But now, like on a on a real personal level, Todd, what does what does he healthy living and caring for your body look like for you guys? Maybe to start like on a day to day level, and then like what does it look like as part of a weekly routine and, and monthly? Just with knowing that yours is one example and it's not yeah the right. way, but help us out. What does that look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So so one one thing that has really helped me because I mean, it's been a journey, you know, trying to figure out a routine, a rhythm, what, what works for me. The one word that I have arrived at that has really helped me is, is balance. Um, I, I love being able to, I, or I guess my, my pursuit when it comes to, to healthy living has been trying to figure out like, okay, like day to day, like I have got to figure out a healthy lifestyle when it comes to fitness and nutrition without like, you know, without being going off the deep end <laughs> of, of like, you know, I, I love, you know, I love ice cream. I love brownies. I love, you know, pie at Christmas time and other times of the year. So I, I always come back to this sense of, I've got to figure out a way to have fitness be part of my life and still enjoy some of the things that I, I, I really enjoy. 
And so I've never really been a big and a big diet person for when I, and, and for some people that's what they need. That's what works. And that again, that is, that is great. Um, cause they can really teach us a lot about nutrition in our, in our bodies. But for me, I have just been on this pursuit of trying to figure out, okay, how do I have balance in my life to be able to say, okay, I can say yes to the, the, the delicious sugary things sometimes in moderation, but at the same time of being able to counter that with an active lifestyle, staying, uh, uh, staying on top of being, you know, active running, lifting or whatever I need to do that week to, to balance that out. So day to day, um, I, I, I try, uh, I guess in a given week, I should say, I try to, you know, run about three times a week inside or outside this time of the year. Outside's kind of tricky. It's, uh, it's currently, I think, negative 11 degrees in oh, Wisconsin. So I, I'm, wow. I'm not someone I can balance. I'm not going to be outside running today. Yeah. <laughs> some people, some people are. And I, I, I do I know some people them. who would. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's not going to be me. But again, balance, I'll find a way to kind of make it work. I have a gym that I go to, a treadmill in the house uh, to where I can try to try to stay, stay on top of uh, that fitness, even in, even in this time. But yeah, so during, during the week, I try to, I try to be active three or four times. That's, that's really my goal. And as you know, a parent of, of three and, you know, a career, job, other hobbies, things going on in life, uh, that's, that's kind of what I aim for. Doesn't always happen, but that's that's where I usually try to start. Um, and again, I try to find balance. So if there's weeks that I'm really doing great with uh, with with fitness, staying on top of being active, those weeks I'm like, all right, I I can I can have some more of those uh, more of those Oreos at the end of the week or, yeah. or, or table side brownies, kind of or table side uh, s'mores. I mean, absolutely. Either way, you know, <laughs> both both sound great. Yeah, they do. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, um, but I try again, not perfect at it, but I try to say, okay, you know, if there's weeks that I haven't been as, as great at the, at the running thing, then I really should stay away from some of those other things, which is tough because that's usually when you want it the most. I, mm. I don't know about for me, I don't know about for others, but for me, like the more active I am, the, the less I, I crave the, the other stuff. So that's definitely part of that struggle too. But to answer your question. You know, day to day, I try to, to, to get a, get a workout in at some point. I'm a, I'm a night workouter. Uh, I try to do something when the kids go to bed, which is kind of unusual for most. I'm not that, you know, 5 AM wake, uh, waker <laughs> and get up and get going. A lot of people do, but for me, I, I kind of, uh, uh, take a different approach and, and do it whenever the kids go to bed. And, and truthfully, that's something that Kelly and I have been able to enjoy together, especially since COVID we've been able to do some, do workouts together at our uh, garage gym or our basement gym now that we're not in Texas anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and day to day, try to try to get those in and plan them out. Hmm. Well, when, yeah, when Kirk and I were first um, married, we did workouts together too. And, and now I find that hard or almost impossible because someone always needs to be home with their kids. They're not at the age yeah. where, you know, we can't leave our five-year-old to watch our three-year-old, sadly. Right. Right. <laughs> so no. I've found myself having to get exercise in. I'm that 5 a.m. person or else it's just yeah. not going to happen. And by the time kids are in bed by 7 p.m., I'm just I'm tired. And I don't Done. know that I could give a, a workout a fair shot, although it's hard in the, at 5 a.m. to give a workout a fair shot, too. So 
it really is a it really is a struggle. But what I'm hearing is that that you guys just stick with it and you make sure it happens. And and right now, I'm sure it's not your ideal time to work out at 7 p.m. or 7:30, but that's what you do in this season of life. Yeah, yeah. And 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 every it seems like every year things change just a little bit that we're able to. So now so now my kids are are going to bed later. And yeah. later, because they're getting older and older, so finding that that window at the end of the day is going to get trickier. So, and if and when that happens, I might be right there with you at five a.m. Step <laughs> 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 one day, but um, yeah. you know, but but that's that the the flexibility with fitness. That's what I've really tried to to hone in on because I I am a schedule and a routine person. But the the good and bad of that is like often you can't schedule and plan everything out because things just happen. And so trying to figure out flexibility to give yourself the, your that grace, first of all, when things don't go, you know, according to plan or you didn't get that that workout in, kids got sick or, or whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but then able to to adapt to say, OK, like this again, this is us, but being active is just is important that we need to figure out something else when the the current plan isn't working. And so again, we're not perfect at it, but we do try to see, okay, so maybe, maybe seven thirty or eight o'clock is not working anymore. And then we got to find some other time. It's not to say like, okay, now fitness is out this year yeah. <laughs> or for the next five years, this decade, uh, but this decade <laughs> right? Uh, but, but now like, let's figure something else out because, you know, Kelly and I, we try to be creative. We try to support one another and try to, to, when we can't do, you know, fitness together, we try to say, okay, so I'll, I'll take the kids. You do your thing now. Just so we both had that opportunity, but, uh, we just try to take opportunities as they come and just, just go for it. Yeah. And also, you know, recognizing too, that we have, um, you know, the gifts of, of a spouse to be there for our kids when. When they need it, while well, the other can go off to the gym or whatever. And some some people who are listening might be single moms or single dads, or yeah. you know, find themselves in a different situation too. So I guess we'll we'll get more more into that as well. But it's good to know what it looks like for your for your family and how it works for you. And I can yeah, I can also verify that Todd is a very scheduled person, and and in some ways I think that really works for you in building a routine and. And, and making this kind of a lifestyle. In other ways, I think it's tricky because I'm a scheduled person too. And for me, if I um, say like in my first trimester of pregnancy, I, I just couldn't get up without feeling nauseous. So a 5 a.m. workout for me just wasn't going to do it. And in fact, I didn't feel good in the evenings either. <laughs> so it, it's hard. I can say this it, truthfully, it's very hard when you're a scheduled person to have missed a chunk of time and then to jump back onto the bandwagon to get it rolling. And if you missed, say, your first day or two of that week, it feels a little defeating because yeah. it's just I, I don't know what it is. I can't even put my finger on it, but it seems like for me, a scheduled person, checklists are good. And if I can't get my checklist, it feels like, shoot, well, next week I got to try again because this week just wasn't working yeah. out. No. Yeah. We, we, I, I totally understand and have been in there. Cause when you can't check that box, you feel like, ah, oh, like I just, I didn't do as much as I could, or I, I just wasn't able, I, I wasn't able to, or something's missing uh, yeah. because I know this is right. And I, it's on the list because it's, it's important. And if it didn't get done, ah, I just, I, something, something's lacking there. We, I try again, I, I, and I've been there too, you know, when, times when I've got, you know, 
uh, just back into a routine and then you get sick. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, like, I don't, <laughs> don't feel like getting up and, and working out. I need that. I need that rest. Your body's telling you that, you, that rest during that time, but losing that momentum, losing that, that, that forward motion is really tough. I have had to, or not had to, I, I, I found a lot of freedom in looking at not so much the, um, those, you know, the progress that I'm making towards fitness, but in, especially in those times where it's getting hard to get back into a routine or I'm not feeling like I'm in a rhythm. I just look at today, you know, what, what is something I can do today? And yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as a fit maybe as I was when I was 30 or, or 25. And I, I don't pay attention to that because that's not today. Today, I need to get out there and just go walking because I haven't run for a while. So I need to get out there and just get my body moving, getting back into the swing. And it's not where I was or maybe not where I want to be. But today, that's something that I can do. And yep. so to focus on that and to say, hey, what opportunities are there in front of you? And then and then capture them as, as you're able to. That that has given me a lot of freedom to say, okay, my, I haven't done great at my my, my last week's you know, plan, but today I can do this. Yeah. And, you know, so far we've talked about quite a bit about exercise or moving your body. We've talked a little bit about, you know, diet and nutrition, but then I've also heard which you, you mentioned, and I want to talk about it a little bit more. If we're looking at a holistic approach to caring for our body, you talked about when our bodies are sick and they're telling us we need to rest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I would say probably rest is also a part of a holistic approach to caring for our bodies. So when you think about kind of this whole picture of what it looks like to take care of um, your body and help your family do that, how, I guess, how would you define healthy living in, in a broad term? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is so much a definition, but I, I do believe that God has kind of has wired us for healthy living in a holistic sense so that we should, we should be listening to our body whenever, whenever, uh, something's, something's going on or whenever we're, we're sick or we're tired or, or something's hurting, you know, there's an injury, you know, I, I am, I'm the type of person I like to just power through things and just <laughs> get it done. But I believe that, you know, God has wired us and has put things in our body so that we can be we know what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it and and maybe shouldn't be fighting some of those things that are pretty obvious like when when again you got a got a bad injury that you're working through or or when you've got some some sickness to to uh to fight through but when it comes to just a holistic living you know i i i do look at look at the whole picture you know it's not just a body thing it's not just a food thing it is uh it's a it's a mental thing as well mental health is a is a huge part of i believe being uh, uh, a physical fitness, and it's a big part of nutrition that goes hand in hand. I mean, it's all it's all made by God. It all is meant to work together and to listen to some of those things and be in tune with them is really important. For example, times when I am, am stressed and times when, you know, like I, I, I've got a lot on my plate and a lot going on. And those are the times when I, I, I should be don't always do it, but I, I I should be listening to my body saying like, this is actually a time that I need to, I need to run. <laughs> I need, I need to clear my mind because I know, cause I hear this from other people and I, I have experienced this myself that 
those are times when you need to de-stress and find a way to, again, um, have that separation from that to-do list. Sometimes I, I, I don't listen to that, that voice. Kelly is great at keeping me accountable to that. She can almost see it in my face when I get home. She's like, you need to go run, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but holistic health, holistic living, it, there's so much to it. There's so much to it. And I, 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 I don't have a great definition, but I do know that I do listen to research that's out there. Things, you know, things as simple as, you know, how much water are you drinking? I guess that does go with nutrition, but you know, that's, that's a huge part of our life. How much uh, screen time uh, are you spending? Mm. How much time are, are you, uh, um, I don't know, uh, working on, on mental health and, and focusing on positivity, reading scripture, being in prayer? I mean, I, I believe it's all connected. It's not just a, a physical fitness thing, but this God has wired us to, to work with our whole body, body, mind, spirit. It's all meant to work together. Well, and that that kind of brings me, you know, to my next question, which would be, in what ways, Todd, do you regard the care for our body as a as a spiritual practice? You mentioned how it's all connected, body, yeah. mind, and spirit. So, yeah. yeah, walk us through that. Yeah, it's. I, as I have grown, as I have, you know, been in ministry, I, I believe this more and more that, you know, care of our body is, is a, is an act of discipleship. It is a spiritual practice because our, our bodies were made by God. I mean, he, he, he got down in the dirt and he formed us. He called us good. He called us uh, made in his image and, and our bodies matter deeply uh, to God. And so, so I, I, you know, there, there's plenty of passages that, that we, where we know this, maybe we've learned them in, in confirmation or we've studied them along the way. This idea of like your bodies being temples of the Holy Spirit, right? That comes from first Corinthians six in, in, in Romans uh, 12, Paul talks about how to present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Now the context in some of those passages, you know, Paul's talking about all kinds of things. He's talking about immorality and not living as the Gentiles do. But there are truths in those statements that, that, that Paul's making there that our bodies belong to God. And so he, he has given us our bodies so that we can be good stewards of them. You know, we, we talk in, in the church about, you know, money and possessions and how everything that we have belongs to God so that we can serve him. It's the same with the bodies that he's created us with. Mm. Uh, they're, they're meant to be used for God's glory, to bring him honor and, and praise in, in, in whatever way that looks like for that individual. But I do believe that, that caring for your body is a, is a spiritual thing. Can this ever go too far, Todd? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, think a lot about theology and the pendulum swings that theology can, can go through. And how could it how could it go too far? If there is anything that human nature is great at, it is taking something that God has given us and turning it into an idol and taking it, you know, one step or ten steps too far. And and fitness is the same thing. Again, not not in judgment towards towards particular folks, um, but you do kind of wonder sometimes, like wow, like sometimes you can you can exercise too much. Uh, you can be <laughs> at the gym too much. 
uh, in, in, in a sense, again, that we don't, you know, we don't know where people's hearts are at. That's between them and God. But there is a sense where, where you, you start to wonder, like even, even in yourself, like, like, okay, has this become, has this become about me? Has this become about, you know, just me wanting to, you know, fill in the blank, you know, have a, have a different weight to, to look a certain way, or <laughs> is it, uh, about me wanting to be healthy with the body that God has given me so that I can serve him in, in better and stronger ways for a much longer span of time that maybe I would if I didn't exercise. Hmm. Um, it's a different perspective for sure, but I, I do believe you can take, you can, t- you can take things way too far. And I think that our culture is kind of in that place right now. You mentioned Instagram, social media, uh, where, man, having, having the, the right body, the right, you know, the right weight, the right level of fitness, the right looks is, is out there. And that I know is what people are, are, are seeing in some of those platforms. And they see that like, that's not me. And they feel maybe not judged, but they feel like they, they lack something like they're not good enough because they, they're looking at other people (laughs) and, and, and that's not, it's not reality. It's not reality. And it's not, that's not what God wants for us too. you know, uh, to, to look at others and to, uh, covet, I guess would be the, the 10 commandment word, but to be, to feel, uh, that we need what someone else has. It's good to learn from others. It's good to, uh, to grow from others, but when it moves into that realm of, of, of coveting or that endless pursuit, I, I, I wonder if that pendulum has swung, you know, mm. too far to one side. Yeah. And, you know, we as Lutherans really love long gospel. And so not to, <laughs> like, create this overly simplistic look at things, but I can see how legalism could take over in a number of forms with this kind of thing and how, you know, trying to maintain and check off uh, boxes, especially as a routine person, would somehow feel like you're doing it correctly, that you're earning favor, whether it's God's favor or your neighbor's favor. And I really appreciate what you said about that. Our human tendency because of sin is to take a gift from God and to to take it too far. And mm-hmm. then as a, you know, a good Lutheran, <laughs> we're encouraged to repent uh, of our sins every day and to be washed clean. So if that's part of your experience, listener, or you know, what you have going, remember that there's uh, repentance and there's forgiveness for that as well. But then also, Todd, you know, we're talking about one side of the pendulum. What's the other side of the pendulum? I mean, can can someone take it too far on the opposite end where, you know, we're complacent about our bodies? Um, we're lazy. I mean, the Bible also talks about slothfulness, too. It does. That's a, is slothfulness a word or sloth? Um Sloth. Slopping, I think sloth. <laughs> yes, which really, I mean, is uh, you can picture a sloth, and then you know what that word means. Truly, they don't move. Right. They don't move. They move so little that they grow like fungus on themselves. Right. Oh, so you're serious? Oh, wow. I'm, okay. I'm serious. Yes, I did not do my research on sloths <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't prep you for that. Yeah, you know, you're you're right. The Bible does talk about slothfulness. The Bible does talk about you know, just being, uh, how, how bad it is just to be complacent and, and, and not, not using your gifts 
to the to their to their fullest potential and their fullest ability. Again, you're right. Law gospel is definitely you know the right way to to approach this. I mean, for the person who who who, who maybe you know feels like uh, they they don't need to watch what they eat or they don't um, they don't need to, to to exercise even when their doctor is telling them. I mean, this is nothing that like the world also isn't trying to also voice. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. You know, we we tend to know the things that we're supposed to be doing, but that willingness to put them into action is usually yeah. the tricky spot. But yeah. you're right; you can people can definitely fall on one of those sides of the pendulum, myself included. Like I'm not, I'm not perfect at this. I need that. I need that law, and I need that gospel as well in my life. And I think what's helpful to to remember too is that we can. We can, you know, repent of a wrong heart in either direction. But also, I think maybe one of the the bigger parts of this is our bodies maintaining good health for our bodies so that we can look outward and Mm -hmm. care for our neighbor. Mm -hmm. So what does scripture say about health, fitness, a holistic approach to healthy living as it relates to then our neighbors and a, a stewardship issue? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm trying to think of a particular verse that would speak to that. What, 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 what you do find in scripture is this, this constant, you know, a, a appeal, I guess, or discussion from, from Paul, from, from Jesus talking about our bodies and how, and how they're, they're meant to be used in service towards people around us, how we're supposed to use our, our gifts, which we often talk about spiritual gifts, right? And how they're meant to be used in the church and how they're meant to be used to uh, further the kingdom of God. But but our, our, our physical bodies work in that same realm too. Again, I mentioned, you know, your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice to God in Romans 12, taking advantage of the things that God has given you, using them for his glory that's that that that's who who we are that's who god has created us uh, to be you know i i am also reminded of of matthew 6 you know where where jesus is talking about you know folks who are anxious or worried about about their life and you know what they're going to eat what they're going to drink what they're going to wear but jesus is, is is so clear you know in that passage like you don't need to to worry about those things and and chase after them like maybe the gentiles do or as the world does, but instead it's just a focus on what God has given us today to use uh, for him. You know, not worry about tomorrow, but just focus on what God has given you today. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good. And that's helpful. And you know, this, I think this is applicable, but not fully, but I'm going to flesh something out with you and you tell me what you think. You know, people say that as a, the kind of like the airline metaphor, that you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help the person next to you kind of thing. Uh-huh. And a really popular concept right now is um, the idea of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's worth devoting a, a specific episode to in itself. And I'm kind of trying to find balance in my view of, you know, what, what self-care is and then what the world tells us it is. But... I guess how I'm seeing things is that if we're not able to care for our bodies in a way that stewards our bodies, we won't be healthy enough 
to care for our neighbors and other people around us. And there's some things that we can help and some we can't. Some some people have been given illnesses or diseases that that make it much harder. So I'm not talking about that, but you know, where it's where it's our um, responsibility to take a gift that God has given us and and make sure then that it benefits those around us and whatever that looks like. You know, I think some of the most freeing parts of the stories and accounts of Jesus are the times when he would go off by himself to to pray, uh, to fast, to spiritually you know, prepare himself for things to come because it does show that that sense of like he needed to take care of himself first uh, so that he could do all of the, 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 the miraculous and beautiful and life-changing things that he went out to do. But there was this like, well, why did Jesus need to rest? <laughs> he was yeah. God, but he was showing us, I, I think, the way to, to pay attention to, to ourselves and so that we can be in service to, to others. So then what about discipleship and mission, Todd? Because I know that you're really mm-hmm. passionate about this too. How does this whole idea that we're talking about now open a door for you personally? How has it opened a door to share about Jesus? And how can the way that we live break down some barriers that otherwise could 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 separate us from other people? Yeah, yeah. You know, for whatever reason, you know, when it comes to, to fitness, uh, there that is definitely a part of our world that lends itself to community. What I mean is, you know, so they're, they're, fitness tends to bring people together, you know, just like, you know, a common interest would bring people together and whatever that might be, a bowling league, it might be, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, but it tends to bring people together. And that's something that I really noticed in a couple different places that, that I, I've been in during my time in ministry. During, uh, during my time in St. Louis, I joined uh, a CrossFit gym just because I just heard of this thing called CrossFit and I thought, well, that sounds cool. I want to try it myself. Had nothing to do with mission or building relationships. But what I discovered when I was there was how, how great, you know, that, that community was at building community. Hmm. And over time, people got to know me. I, I didn't introduce myself as Pastor Todd, you know, when I'm <laughs> walking in the door, yeah. uh, but people got to know who I was, what, what I was all about, how I lived my life. And that, that's how you do evangelism. That's how you, you build relationships with people because it's not just a, not just a talking thing, but you, you're actually working alongside people in that common interest and they get to know you as, as a person. I, I, I would liken it maybe to, you know, the experience that some people have on those like short-term mission trips. Um, they talk about how great, you know, of course, how great it is to serve and to go places and to, to fill needs and, and to share Jesus. But they also talk about the bond of the people who go and how life-changing you know that is when you're just doing a common thing together. Yeah. Now I know that's not the same thing as a as a, a community gym might be, but there are a lot of similarities when it comes to just being together, growing together, being together for a common purpose, and then seeing what Jesus can do with that. Mm-hmm. Because that's when people are gonna, you know, open up about things going on in their lives asking you to pray for them when they've got some serious things going on. Um, it's about building relationships and fitness is something that can do that. But when I was in Austin, I thought it was, this was pretty cool. Um, this is nothing that I, I started myself, but I, w- I would attend and go. There was a group that, that would just sprint 
they would get together on Saturday mornings and they would just sprint for 20 minutes together. And, oh, and just that sounds terrible. And back forth. <laughs> Some people probably, I thought it was fun. <laughs> you like <laughs> no, I'm sure it sounds great. It sounds great. <laughs> That's right. It sounds great. But, but what something that that group was really all about was you know, they want anyone to come. It, this is not about being fastest. It's not about it's not even about the sprinting, but it's about building community and about uh, talking. And this group would, would just hang out and, and chat afterwards and, and get to know people. That was definitely the the another reason why they they did what they did. It's about about relationship, so so I've just been able to see how 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 fitness can can do this. Something I I've always wanted to see happen in churches is churches just trying to maybe use this to to their advantage, right? And in a great missional, beautiful yeah. way, you know, it, getting people together. You know, I I uh, I would lead uh, my last congregation, and we would go and do obstacle course races, just just putting it on the on the church calendar and sending out invites to people that we knew and, and asking them to ask others that they knew to join us just to have a common experience together. And so they can get to know that group. And that led to some pretty, pretty cool conversations and cool connections mm. back to the church. What a uh, great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. See, that's a leafer idea for you. <laughs> thinking outside the box. You know, I'm just thinking too, Wentzville, which is just outside of St. Louis. So that's where um, you were pastor and, and we had our vicarage and, and field work. Not every church gets uh, this luxury, but Emmanuel and Wentzville had a gym. Yeah. And yeah. man, what a cool thing. And if you're connected to a school with the gymnasium, also the kinds of things that churches could could offer there too. Yeah, we often look at like the the basketball leagues or the pickleball leagues or whatever there might be is, you know, j- just like the fun stuff and it doesn't really matter maybe, but it does like that. Those are, those are chances where people are growing together. They're getting to know one another. I mean, there is ministry potential <laughs> in, in, in those kinds of spaces, because again, I think God has, has created us to, to work and live in community. And when we, when we are part of those types of groups, he's just able to do some things so much more quickly <laughs> than, mm-hmm. than if you, you know, were just sitting around a table and, and talking, which is also a good thing. But having those, again, common experiences, sharing a hobby, sharing a sport together can break down barriers that would take a long time for, for some to get past. Wow, you've given us some good things to think about too, just in our own, you know, churches, what that, what that maybe could could look like. Todd, if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of take a quick left turn and get a little bit theological here. Sure, or let's do it. <laughs> wrap up. Any thoughts, just kind of, you know, keeping in mind what I have learned from Dr. Kleinig and his whole theology of the body. How does, you know, Christ's coming incarnate in the body, caring for his body, and then in turn, the redemption of our bodies, and then as people of God, our baptism into the body of Christ. How does that affect how we view the care of our bodies? Right. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, when, when you look at the ministry of Jesus and when you look at, at how scripture lays this out, this idea of the, what Christ has come to do is bring about one day resurrection of the dead, the life of the world to come. 
the bodies that we have, and this is something I have not fully wrapped my brain around, but the, the, the created bodies that God has given to us are going to live forever. You know, when, when, when Christ comes back and returns and unites, you know, souls with their, with their physical bodies, raises the dead, brings the dead back to life, the physical bodies we have go into eternity in the new creation. I don't know what that looks like, you know, but and and for Jesus, you know, he still had the scars, you know, in his hands from his from his earthly life. And and um again, I haven't wrapped my brain fully around what that what that looks like for us, but what that means to me is that, you know, I I I want to take care of this body. I don't look at it as something that's just gonna last, you know, however long. You know, I, I hope it's hundred years yeah. <laughs> and sharing this earth. But it's not even just that. It's something that into eternity. Um, I'm going to have, it's a gift from God. And I know that, you know, you know, whatever happens in life, Jesus is going to, you know, redeem that. And, and, and one day there's going to be a day that all the, all the, the sicknesses and illnesses and, and, and issues with, with our bodies are going to be, be gone. But at the same time, it just, if God cares about me and my earthly body that much, <laughs> then I, I want, I want to take care of it. I, I want to to, um, to use it for his glory because, again, I'm made in his image and I'm redeemed in that very same image for the rest of time. So it, it, it leads me to want to, to be a, a, a better steward of what I've been given. Hmm. And, and, you know, just thinking about, you know, Jesus and, and his his ministry, you know, from you know, from when he was born to, to when he died and rose again, it, it always, it always strikes me how, how many times Jesus in his miracles, you know, he, he, he cared for people who had physical ailments and mm-hmm. he wanted it to, to heal them. And, and I, I think there's really something to that. I, I, I don't believe that Jesus was just trying to get people's attention. He was, and he did that <laughs> really well. But when it came to, you know, healing the blind, making people walk who could never walk, even from the, you know, from, from any point in their life, being able to restore hearing, to be able to take away physical ailments that they were going through instantly. I, I believe that that is saying something about how much Jesus cares about who we are, our created bodies and, and, and wanting us to, to be well. So um, and I don't think that's just a miracle thing. I think that's a day-to-day thing for us too. You know, it, 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 he, he wants us to, to care for what we've been given and he loves seeing us healthy and well. Yeah, you know, uh, thank you for pointing that out. That's such a great, that's such a beautiful point in the scriptures is that salvation for us, especially as we see in the gospels, is very holistic and it is a restoration of body as well as uh, soul. And so part of salvation is the now and the not yet of one day being restored to fullness of, of health and um, in a body that doesn't waste away. And, you know, I think, I think I'm in my 30s. And when I was, I don't know, a teenager, I thought maybe people peaked at like 40 or <laughs> 50 because I don't know that's just what I thought you had that that many years to like make it you know mm-hmm. but now that I'm in my 30s I realize I think I peaked like when I was like in my 
early 20s. Nah, and, nah. <laughs> just in terms of physical fitness and, you know, like what I what I could accomplish and do, and do. And so now I just, you know, it's kind of easy to see, man, you know, things are just degrading. I already I have backaches already as a as a 30 something person, you know. I have ailments that I didn't think I'd have until I was 50 or 60. But as a Christian, we see that restoration is the goal. And then uh, a life of health is not just something that happens through early age and in your 30s. It will go on into eternity. And it's something we experience, you know, in a very eschatological sense as the as the now and the not yet. And it will one day be. And so I appreciate you pointing us to um, the hope that we have in the resurrection of our bodies. Yeah. So how, Todd, do you think that Lutherans in particular might view this from a theological angle and in another way that other denominations may not? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm I believe Lutherans are really well, you know, tuned in to this idea that you know, discipleship is a is a lifelong journey, <laughs> meaning that we're, we're we're not perfect at it. We're, we're we're figuring this out, and there's many times where we will fail. And and when it comes to you know making the right choices, doing the right things, we are we are curved inward on ourselves, <laughs> and and so often we're not going to make those right choices, but. Something that we're also wonderful at expressing is that every day is a new beginning, that those choices, like you, you said a little earlier, the choices that we've made in the past, they're forgiven by Jesus. The things that we've done wrong, uh, he gives us new beginnings every day, which is why I, I again, I try to, well, I do, I, I, I take the past, you put it behind yourself. You, you look, maybe you look at times where, yeah, things were, things were better, things were, were different, but you know what, that's in the past. Today is a new day, and today is a blessing and an opportunity to serve to serve God. And and I, I look at it as you know be, because you know Jesus rose from the dead because He has has united Himself to me in my baptism because I get to live forever. Well, I I want to live right now, you know, as as that child of God. I want to live how He wants me to live and to take care of my body in in, in God pleasing ways. Just like God has come to to rescue me and to to make me His own, I, I want to to continue that uh, in that that new life and to live that out. And so, yeah, I, I I don't look at I try not I should say to look at physical fitness, nutrition, and and, and this whole um, realm of uh, of discipleship as a as a legalistic thing uh, that you know we need to do this, we have to do this. It can feel that way, but I think if, if we're in that world. It, the pendulum swung, you know, so, yeah. somewhere. But instead, to look at it, this is something we get to do because because we get to live forever. This yeah. is who we are. Well, I, I like that too. That we're that we're freed in Christ, and it's for freedom that Christ has set us free to to serve others and to glorify Him. Now, Todd, I'm thinking about what we're talking about today. You are in your, I think, are you in your 30s? You don't have to answer that. You look yes, like you're 25. Oh, you're so nice. No, no, I'm, I'm 30, uh, 36. I'm proud of it. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you you are able to, by by most means, be able to move your body and, and care for your body. And, you know, 
buy groceries that support health for you and your family. How does what we're talking about today work in different situations? And I'm thinking about, for one, people with physical limitations. So people who are bedridden, who are at home or who um, have an illness or disease that doesn't allow them to walk or run on their feet. How about an elderly person? Um, What does this look like for them? How does this message translate? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question because, you know, discipleship applies to to everyone in some way, but it looks different, you know, depending on who you are and what you have going on, you know, in, in your life. You know, I... So often, I don't, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but I, so often, even for we ourselves, like we, we, we look at the things that we, we can't do and we, we, we tend to focus on those things. And, and I know for some in, in, in different situations, I mean, those are, those are, those are giant things. If, if, if they're maybe not able to, not able to walk, if there even was a time in their life where they could, now they can't, that can be, ah, that can be a huge life change, but I think everyone tends to focus on the things they can't do and, 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 and to feel like, oh, well, it's, you know, because fill in the blank, I can't do this. What, what I think that discipleship could look like for, for, I think people in all the situations you described and for, I mean, for anyone is to look at the things that you, you can do, the choices you can make today, uh, uh, in, in your life, because, you know, everyone, you know, can, <laughs> um, do things that wouldn't maybe improve their health or to, to, to be, to move in the direction of, of a healthy lifestyle. For example, I mean, uh, water, drinking, drinking more water is a, is a simple thing, but man, so many, so many folks, myself included, have a hard time doing that. <laughs> um, it's something that most people can, can move a little, you know, get up and, and stand or, or, or move around in some way, shape or form. I'm thinking of, you know, for, for elderly folks, you know, I, I know that there, there's often, you know, groups that meet even in their own, you know, maybe nursing facilities that where they just are, are encouraged just to, to, to stand and, and walk around a little bit. It's important. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel it when I've been sitting too long, but I, I think that it can be, it can be a struggle for maybe some of those in, in the situations to, to like, just have that motivation to, to, to get up and just, just to do it. Again, I, I don't, I think that the, the medical world does, does support, you know, the discipleship aspect of this in big ways that we tend to know the things that might be good ideas. We don't always do them, but to, to listen, uh, because again, medical community, the communities around us can point us to things that, um, that we can do and that we should maybe do, even when our, uh, the, uh, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, again, focusing on, on the, on the ways that you can serve God in your body, um, I think is, is, is the way to go. Again, everyone can make choices. Everyone can make choices on how much sleep they get, <laughs> you know, or in, in screen time and how they're using their, their time wisely in a holistic sense. I think that, that it all, it all matters. And with an eye to, uh, the future that is our risen bodies. And right. to not look at our at our bodies so much as <laughs> degrading or going downhill, which they are because of the effects of sin, but one day right. they'll be restored. And what right. we do today matters for for eternity. I say, yeah, this 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 side of the resurrection, we all struggle with our bodies, <laughs> with with it's it just it's just how it is. 
and the struggles are different, but they're, they're definitely real, but you're right. I mean, but everyone, you know, in Christ can look forward, be pointed forward to a day when those struggles won't be there anymore. And that's what we, we all focus on, right? Yeah. How can the church then, Todd, is our, our big, you know, last question. How can the church look outward to come alongside people and to help support them toward healthy care of their bodies in, in whatever situation it is, whether it's a 36-year-old, super healthy Todd Leifer, uh, or whether it's, you know, someone who's bedridden and, and, and in a um, nursing home facility where care for a body looks a little bit different, but still important. How can the church support and care in that way? You know, I, I have often, I've often thought this from, from a, a long time that the, the church, you know, really, I, I encourage the church congregations to, first of all, model, you know, good choices for its people so often. And I, I, again, no, no condemnation. And, and I have been there in ministry too. You know, meals that, that people share together at church are often focused on what cheap and, and fast, right? And so churches can be become hubs for, you know, pizza and Doritos and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I get it. I understand it because I've been there and I, you know, I, I understand, but I do often wonder if there are steps that congregations can take to model, you know, healthier eating habits, healthier lifestyles in those simple ways, you know, again, I bring on the pizza at Super Bowl, go for it (laughs) as I do it too. But I do wonder if there is something, if there is something to that, but, but ultimately I, I, I believe the message of, of pointing people forward to the resurrection, to pointing people to the importance of their, their, their physical bodies, reminding them and showing them that this, this temple that they've been given, (laughs) this temple, the Holy spirit is, is sticking around forever and not just something that's going to go away, but something that God cares about. So, so very much, I think it's something that the church needs to hold in front of people, uh, in, in a, in a gospel, in a gospel centered way, but to keep reminding folks that, that there isn't this sharp divide between spiritual and physical like we we sometimes lay it out there to be but i believe it's it's connected who we are is closely and deeply tied to our to our earthly bodies and and to remind people of that i i think w- would be a great first step to helping the church uh, uh go on that journey of discipleship along with Jesus and to see how, how he wants us to use what we've been given for his glory. Hmm. You know, I'm just thinking of something <laughs> really specific too. Maybe this doesn't apply. I don't know. You can tell me. But when we were at Emmanuel Wentzville, and I'm pretty sure that you were in large part, you and Kelly were part of, you know, making Sunday school happen for kids. And I remember oh, when I was helping with that, part of um, the the Sunday school hour was actually time in the gym for kids. And there yeah. were games planned for kids to get their bodies moving. And not only that, but when when there was like an opening of songs, it was almost a, it, every Sunday was almost kind of like a like a VBS feel for mm-hmm. the kids during Sunday school because they got up and were moving with the songs, especially the younger kids. And I just think what a cool way to teach the integration of body 
in spirit that yeah. we can be moving when we're doing Jesus things. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great no, message. No, thanks for that. Thanks for that memory, that blast from the past. Was, yeah. Those kids have such fun times. And that goes to something that, that Kelly and I really believe about kids, that kids are meant to move. You know, we spend a lot of our times as parents and ourselves included, just trying to like, can't you just like sit <laughs> a little more? But I mean, it's not, it's, it's one, it's not super realistic sometimes. And it's also not how God created us. He created us to, to, to move and to, to own that in kids and to help them. Yeah. Uh, have that, that, that outlet. And I, I think helps kids, children see the church as not just like a fun place, but a place that's in tune with who they have been created to be. Mm. Um, run. We want you to run because God, <laughs> God gave you legs. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't just create, you know, a preschooler to just sit for, you know, X amount of time. They're, they're meant to move and it's good for them to move. Good. Todd, you've given us some really, both some really practical things to consider, but also some really meaty theological ideas too. Even when, when, you know, talking about something that I would say is very practical. So I so appreciate you being here, being my guest and and talking through something that I'm particularly interested in. And I know that you and your family are very passionate about. Thank you. It's been a joy getting to share this time together. And I hope for people that listen that maybe there's some some uh, little piece of information that that's helpful for them and or at least a, a, a thought starter, conversation starter uh, oh, for them, too. I think there will be. And, and thanks to our listeners for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. And don't forget to click the follow or subscribe button so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. New episodes drop twice each month. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Friends for Life LCMS. And finally, listeners, we want to hear from you. Have an idea about a guest you'd like to hear from or a topic you want talked about? email us at friendsforlife at lcms.org. We want to hear from you about what you want to hear about when it comes to issues of life. Thanks for joining us. Friends for Life is a podcast that introduces listeners to life issues by introducing them to friends who stand for life. 